The Valley Hub Stories podcast acknowledge traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast has been recorded, Gumbangia country. We respect and uphold continuing connection to, knowledge of and care of country throughout time. Welcome back to another episode of the Valley Hub Stories podcast. Today's episode is an informative conversation featuring the wonderful Adele from Red Cross in the Nambucca Valley. Adele runs through the impact that the Red Cross is having on our area as an organisation, the incredible work undertaken during recent floods and bushfires, and she also talks through how best to prepare and connect with your community in times of emergency. This is a conversation for locals, those who know the land, and those who are fresh on the block alike. I must not miss conversation. So without further ado, let's get started. Adele, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. My pleasure, Penny. Adele, can you tell me a little about yourself? Right. um, I moved to the North Coast in 1983 from the Riverina and I was appointed to Coffs Harbour as a full-time teacher with TAFE New South Wales in the business faculty. I enjoyed my teaching career there and the many changes that the tertiary sector witnessed, both in content and delivery methods. Then in 2018, I decided to retire and I needed to fill a gap in helping people, not in learning or education, but possibly in another way. So I met with a dear friend one day and she suggested to me that I should consider joining Red Cross and as a result I joined as a volunteer in 2019 and that's a bit of my background leading up into Red Cross. So tell me about your role with the Red Cross. As a Red Cross emergency service volunteer I have been active uh, in attending deployment to either recovery centres or evacuation centres. Red Cross is the first point of contact to these centres and the skills gained through psychological first aid seem to equip all our volunteers to deal with people who are seeking help and support through challenging circumstances whilst focusing on our three principles of look, listen and link. A small contingent of our team were active in deployment to Townsville during the floods in Queensland and myself last year in Ballina and the Northern Rivers where I was able to support communities in need. I've also been able to support outlying centres at Telegraph Point, Dorigo, Tormina and Uranga in the past. Moving on, I'd just like to inform your listeners that My background in education provided um, a platform to branch into training through Red Cross in a program called Pillowcase. This is a program Red Cross delivered to primary schools to children to help them prepare for leaving their home in the case of an emergency. Pillowcase is an interactive program and the children have fun and enjoy discussing what they will pack in their own pillowcase which is provided by Red Cross to each child, and they love it. (laughs) 
During 2020, however, COVID restrictions confined our exposure to a certain degree. However, many Red Cross volunteers, including myself, were able to help families who were in temporary accommodation through telephone calls on a daily basis. Many families were unable to leave their rooms and life for some was very difficult through that time. The opportunity to meet other Red Cross teams from our area also occurs once a year through regional forums, which have been at larger towns such as Port Macquarie or Coffs Harbour. These meetings allow for discussion of current issues or activities in our own area and help us plan for future projects as well as receive updates from head office on numerous matters. One major project from our last forum was to explain the role of Red Cross in an evacuation centre. Our team have now delivered this presentation to two venues in the Nambucca Valley, Club Scots and to Nambucca RSL Club. The knowledge gained by staff at these two locations will help create a more streamlined approach to the operation within the centre. And that's about my involvement initially with Red Cross. Penny? So there's, there's been training for the local clubs, but uh, can you tell me a little bit more about what the Red Cross looks like on the ground in our community specifically? Okay. Yeah, good question. The Red Cross Tea House is located in Barrow Street. Nambucca Heads is a well-known and respected meeting area at the Tea House for both locals and visitors. Great scones. Great scones. I don't cook those scones. (laughs) Um, And the meals are really affordable and they are reasonable. It's situated next to the the Tea House is a little gift shop which stocks a range of handmade items that always seem to catch the eye of shoppers looking for that something different and really at an affordable price. It's, It's worth coming and into the shop and having a little browse as to what is there. And stocks keep changing quite frequently too. But moving on, since the floods floods and the fires in our area, the community network of local organisations has been formed to help share information and support residents of the valley. This organisation is known as the Community Resilience Network or the CRN. And of course, Red Cross have been a member of this network since inception in 2021. Many important links have been established through this network and this is how I became familiar with yourself, Penny, and the Valley Hub. Lucky for us. Red Cross are representative as a member of the Nambucca Heads and the Valor Chamber of Commerce and we attend regular meetings on behalf of the Red Cross branch. The Pillowcase Program has been presented to a local primary school in 2022 and we'd like to thank Sarah Launders, who's the principal of Medlow Primary, for inviting our Red Cross to present Pillowcase to our students. And we would also like to invite other schools in our valley to take advantage of this program and help children prepare for an emergency without fear. Moving on, during the fires in 2021 in our Nambucca Heads Red Cross were present for three consecutive months during March, April and May at the Maxwell Recovery Centre at Maxwell Library, helping support families and individuals through linking them with necessary agencies and support services. 
this period of time was testimony to the resilience and the strength we have as a united force and a valley. Our Nenmaka Valley team have been present also at community events in 2022, such as Armadale Road at the Utungan Hall in August, and I attended the Cultural and Ecological Fire Management Workshop, which was held there also in last August. Red Cross, with other agencies, have participated in the Nambaka Valley Community Outreach Day, which we held on Friday, November 18, 2022, where we visited affected communities of Taylor's Arm, Yatungan and South Arm. This was a powerful reminder that people still are feeling the effects of the fires, but it helped all agency personnel reconnect with people who we all had known in some way through the fires and since again. Just last month, I attended an information session at Fowler Beach Fire Shed on behalf of Red Cross on the purpose and function of a SIM table. This was a very interesting evening and highlighted how quick a fire can travel. What is a SIM table? To keep it really simple, it is a table that is covered with sand and then on top of that is an image of the location that you're looking at, for example, Valor Beach, where you have all the little communities out the west of, of Valor Beach and you see all the hills and the crevices all throughout the sand. It's connected with um, a software package when they light a fire in a valley and then they also increase the wind velocity so that will show you how quickly the fire will go and where it will spread. Right. So it's a real visual image of what will happen and um, how simple things, even like spot fires, can really build with velocity and then they can change direction. Mm. And when you see your own area, it makes it more realistic. I bet. Yes. Yeah. It's a very useful tool. It's a visual tool. I was very impressed with it and I know it's being seen in a lot of other communities too that that visual impact really has a lasting image in your mind, particularly when you know the areas that it's covering and Mm. it was very, very well received, yeah, by people. Hopefully more people will see something of that sim table on display when it it comes their way, take advantage of it anyway. Mm. So when I when I came into Adele, you had a floor covered in donations. <laughs> Can you tell me about that. Um, that that came about through a certain business in our valley changing the building that they have in their premises and getting a new building or place of accommodation for tourists and upgrading and modernising. So they have decided that they had a lot of very probably still usable linen. And linking with us, we decided that we would uh, help them by providing a home for this particular property and I'm sure it'll go to someone very needy. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it's good. And that's that's what happens when you, when you have a discussion with someone mm. and then one thing leads to another and that's how we link. We link and we help people because that's the purpose of what we're here for. We're, we're listening, we're linking and we're looking at what needs to be done. Yeah. And the community here is is so supportive. This particular man, when we went to collect the items, I was thinking, oh, no, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> and it was to my delight that I, I backed my car up with another 
uh, branch member and we all looked and here are these 18 garbage bags, all packed, all neatly arranged just for us to pick up. So there's some very kind people out there who, who want to help and that conversation we need to have with people. We need to connect and I, I do think that person and if he's listening he will know exactly how grateful we are and how that property will go to someone really in need yeah. in our valley. Fantastic. Mm. That's great. Yes. So you briefly mentioned um, the Community Resilience Network, but can you sort of differentiate for me the the difference between the CRN and the CRTs? Okay, right. The CRN is the Community Resilience Network, which is a group of all organisations within our valley. They're the network. Then we have CRTs. So they're quite separate. They are the Community Resilience Teams and they are groups of people who are made up of individuals who see a need for their community or their street or their region to form a group, a little team if we could call it, where they have a common goal in helping improve or change or modify something that they can see as an issue. I think that's where if if we look at community resilience teams, the CRTs, it's very important that we we kind of don't make a comparison between the CRNs because all these letters become very confusing for people when they're talking about, is that a CRN or is that a CRT? Yeah. So I suppose today my focus here is talking about this, the community resilience teams and I think I might go on from there sure. and talk a bit more about the CRTs. Go for it. Uh, thanks, Penny. So these community resilience teams are really community led resilience teams. They're actually led by the people and formed by the people for the purpose of the people. So they're little groups. They can be 10, they can be 15, they can be five. So these are formed by the people, for the people, for the purpose of their area. And no two CRTs are ever the same. They have different purposes, they have different compositions So that's what's going to bring me into talking more about the CRTs now. So the CRTs grew out of disaster recovery work that was happening in the Tweed area in New South Wales after widespread flooding from tropical Cyclone Debbie back in 2017. While the model focused on floods, it quickly expanded to all hazards model, which has been successful in recent fires, floods and the pandemic. A CRT as I said before, is led by residents for residents. And it's like a communication tree within your community with a focus on providing emergency preparedness information. The CRT network links to emergency service agencies and can support joint preparedness, raise awareness of local disaster risk and combine resources to improve resilience for individuals families and for the whole community. It's formed by residents of a community, whether it be a village, a group of streets, an area or a network of local landowners or farmers or dairy farmers. It doesn't have to be anyone in specifically. It's for people who see a need for some change. The coordination generally consists of a team leader, a deputy team leader, a street area coordinator and then, of course, the residents themselves. 
The basic concept will depend on what the community chose as their model and what suits them best. The CRT can use phones, social media, community groups or neighbourhood networks on the ground as a communication tree. The community's strength lies in its resources and the shared risks by virtue of the landscape that they live and this will determine which model will suit them best. So tell me about some of the different ways, if if we can just talk about the sort of the practical ways that that can look because each, you know, residential area will have different needs, right? And so I guess that's the purpose of a, a team leader in that sense of recognising what those needs are and who lives in that particular area. Exactly. So, you know, it could be that um, properties are kilometres away from each other and how how do you have that function mm. in, in, in cases like that? Mm. Good question. I think the best way might be for us to look at the CRT which we have in our own valley and if I could just step back a bit and go back back in history just to give you a bit of a broad spectrum of what we have. In the valley we have a C, our first CRT formed at Fowler Beach and just to give you some background on that, it's important that some of your listeners may have even remembered that back in early 2021 we had four get-ready sessions that were conducted within our valley at Fallarool, Barrowville, Maxwell and Nambaka Heads. And at each of those sessions, Red Cross discussed the formation of CRTs and how they would operate. That's how we, first of all, put that message out to our community. A local resident from Fowler Beach, whose name is Pat Greenwood, attended the Nambaka Heads session and she came forward and showed an interest in learning more about the CRTs for her community who have one road in and one road out of their small village. Pat felt that there was a risk to residents and that many residents had no plan or idea of how to respond to an evacuation or who to contact. Then Pat decided to meet, moving on with Eleanor Harris, who was our regional services officer, to gain an insight from Eleanor as to what would be the next steps required. Eleanor then suggested to Pat that Red Cross would have a representative present at their first gathering and that was scheduled for the 20th of April 2021 at Pat's home. I attended that meeting and on behalf of Red Cross, my role at that meeting was to be a facilitator at that particular time. After discussion with a small steering group, it was decided by Pat and the group that monthly meetings would be scheduled to determine if there was sufficient public support for this possible formation. Then subsequent meetings occurred throughout the year at Pat's home where membership and strength grew with public interest and support. Minutes were taken at each meeting and sent to all members by myself and Pat gained support also through a lady by the name of Tammy Jones who was from Northern Rivers Red Cross who was willing to help Pat and her team wherever she could because Tammy had been working up in the Northern Rivers. And since that time, Tammy has been successful in setting up over 29 CRTs covering 98 villages over six LGAs in the Northern Rivers. And so this lady has an encouraging attitude and perseverance in making things work. And, of course, that's, that's phenomenal. Mm. 
and she was down here last month running a workshop. And I think, Penny, you were present at that workshop with some other people and Tammy was here explaining how a CRT can work and what benefit that they can have for the community. It's actually for the area in in which people live because there's so many new families coming into our valley and so many new families who are not familiar with our coastline, our waterways, our forestry and the general geographical location of where they live. So today I have to come back to Pat because she's the inspiring person who's made it happen out at Fowler Beach with a very, very committed group of the steering committee. So Pat has now achieved 26 street coordinators covering most of the Fowler Beach area. Wow. And I'm so proud of her and her team and the community. During that formation, they designed a card for each of the street coordinators and a magnetic fridge magnet for each of the residents that they have on their fridge. Just a little reminder of, you know, the work that they've done and it helps people know also who to contact should they need to. Yeah. The Valor Beach CRT also were nominated for a community award through the Australian Institute for Disaster Resilience in 2022 and they should be extremely proud of what they have achieved in such a really short space of time. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's been a, um, a road of perseverance for Pat and her group and it, that's taken with our support just on a year. Yep. So I think it's also built a kind of respect for the fact that We're all there for the one purpose and that's protecting our community. And Valor Beach, as you know, has also outlying areas, not just in Valor Beach now. We've got the pool developing with some new development and lots of young families and homes. So we're trying to encourage people if they are in an area that's new and they know no one, they don't know what to do, they don't know who to call upon, that they start to think about considering forming their own little CRTs. Mm. And it's, great. It's, it's, so, it's such a wonderful way of meeting your neighbour and finding out what is around you. And we provide information, you make connections, you'll get resources from just having a conversation and being, forming your own CRT. And, and Tammy is, is very, very supportive of that, as, as we are at the local level here in Nambucca. Yeah. Fantastic. just want to add in there too that I'm uh, fairly confident that Pat Greenwood also had quite significant involvement in uh, the Community Defibrillator Project. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. She's a busy bee. Yes, she <laughs> certainly is. And um, that, that motivation, I'm sure, is not a dying it's not dying. She will have something, I'm sure, in the in her yeah. mind for, for another project along the way. Yeah. But again, that defibrillators uh, that they run, they raised money for. It's a it's a part of community involvement. In, and some people who were very reluctant to come on board have really found that they're connecting to people in their own small area, and they get to know their neighbour. They don't necessarily have to be totally involved with the whole involvement of, of being in a CRT, but they can say, oh, well, look, I know what to do or I know where to go or I know what number to call or if I'm not sure, I can ring my street coordinator and ask her. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of cohesion and it's, it's, it's a building process that people are involved with. And, and I, I'm very proud of Pat and what Valor Beach have achieved Having said that, though, 
I'm sure there are many more communities out there who have that same strength and commitment, mm-hmm. but they're just not sure where or how to start. Yeah. And that CRT is, is, is the beginning. And that's where people like Maria, who is our uh, recovery officer, who is the first contact, if anyone out there listening is, is thinking about forming at CRT, they might like to give Maria a call or email her at Red Cross and speak with her and have a conversation mm. and, and ask those questions. What do I have to do to start and how do I start? And if, I, if it's not successful, then maybe uh, we look at another approach or how we can do this. Mm. Because Pat and the girls and their community were worried about leaving Valor Beach. This is only a small little bridge and there's a lot more people moving out there. So she wanted them to be better prepared and they are. Yep. And as you know, we have a very dry summer heading our way mm. and preparedness is an ongoing message that we have in our community, not just for the emergency ready week, but for every week that we live in our beautiful valley. And so we want to keep it that way. Yeah. Let's talk about that. But I just want to add too that we will put Maria's um, contact details in the show notes so people can access those easily. Thank you, Penny. Yeah, no problem. So going into the dry season, as you mentioned, what do you think is important for people to know? Well, I think they need to be prepared. They need to think about what they need to have as their pack-and-go kit and it's just a a suitcase that they may have in their cupboard or in their hall that they will have everything in that little case that they need to, to be ready in case they have to leave their home because we don't want anyone in a situation where they are waiting for someone to come and tell them to leave. We may not have that golden opportunity to to have that advice given to us, so we may have to act on our own instinct. Mm. And remembering too that not everybody has access to a mobile phone and not everybody will have access to the internet. No, no. So I think if people would like to know a little bit more about what happens when all the power goes down and we can't find what we need and we can't speak to someone, then they might need to come along to our emergency ready week. And we have, uh, that starts between the 18th and the 23rd of September. And we encourage people to come along to, I've got two presentations, one in Nambucca Heads on Tuesday the 19th of September at the Tea House between 10 and 3. And we also have another one in Maxville uh, on the Saturday the 23rd between 9 and 12 noon. And at those presentations, you'll find out a little bit more about what to do when all the power does seem to be not available or where do we go And I think you'll find more details from our lovely um, people, volunteers at both of those presentations. Mm. So if people can't access a a live event as such, Mm -hmm. how can they get that same information? We'll have brochures uh, available. uh, If if, I think the first person is Maria. She will be able to provide you with a link to very important information there. There's also the Red Cross website where they can go on and, and... look at get packing and see what they need to put in their their packs. We also have two community speakers through Red Cross who are presenting to various community groups if they choose to have a preparedness session, if they would like someone to come along and talk to their group. So both of those people are actually busy doing preparedness 
presentations. Yep. So if again, if you are interested in doing that, you can certainly contact Maria and she can provide you with that information. By all means, pop in and and contact and see some people who are at the tea house. There's lots of um, information that we can give you and support so that you can start and look about protecting your families because they are fairly important people and your children and that's where we come in with the pillowcase and we talk about children. What what do we do? What do we pack? Mm -hmm. And what's important to us? Because when you're forced to make a quick decision, you often don't think of the most important things. So getting prepared and, and, and thinking about every day, even though you're not at threat, I think you need to have something packed in your cupboard or near your door mm. where you can quickly grab and go and feel safe that there's everything I need in this little package. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. And let's face it, Penny, we, don't, we never really want to leave our homes, <laughs> but we also value our safety and the safety of the people around us because, as we all know, last summer was not easy mm. and this summer is, is certainly heading, shaping up to be a bit of a challenge for us all. Yes. And, and get to know your, your neighbour now and then. Like Sometimes it's just nice to know who's living next door or who's, who, who might need a help or might need a contact. Or, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm sure Valor Beach... Residents are all prepared for what they their summer ahead, and they have worked well as a team. And that's certainly something that a lot of communities can do. Even here in in Nambucca, Maxville, Barrowville, think about something that might you know you can do it together. You are quite a strong united force, mm. and I think you know that. Mm-hmm. All your visitors, all your listeners would know that. Yeah. Um, so sure. yeah, I've been working with Fowler Beach since its beginning. They're quite able now to go on their own. They've got established wonderful networks within the groups and they've, um, the CRTs also open up a wonderful hub of resources and information once you've formed your own CRT. So that can link with other CRTs as well and uh, it just gives you that added protection and, and you can have a discussion with other members in a CRT form. So, yeah, so... Penny, I'd just like to say a big thank you to you and the Valley Hub for allowing our, us to discuss the CRTs and how important they are to our communities and realise that Red Cross will be there for people. We have advertised our, our Get Ready Emergency Week uh, around the communities of Maxville and Nambucca and we will encourage you to have a look at the times again that are advertised there and um, pop along if you can and if you can't then pop onto our website at redcross.org.au fantastic well thanks for joining me adele been my pleasure penny thank you Thanks for listening to another episode of the Valley Hub Stories podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share, reach out to us at info at thevalleyhub.com.au or connect with us on our socials at thevalleyhub underscore NV. Bye for now.